We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Welcome to the Doug Collins Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Do you want to listen to a podcast? By who? Georgia GOP Congressman Doug Collins. How is it? The greatest thing I have ever heard in my whole life. I could not believe my ears. In this house, wherever the rules are disregarded, chaos and mob rule. It has been said today, where is bravery? I'll tell you where bravery is found and courage is found. It's found in this minority who has lived through the last year of nothing but rules being broken, people being put down, questions not being answered, and this majority say, be damned with anything else. We're going to impeach and do whatever we want to do. Why? Because we won an election. I guarantee you, one day you'll be back in the minority, and it ain't going to be that fun. All right, folks, uh, welcome to another edition of Friday's Finest my name is Chip Lake, and I'm going to be guest hosting the show today. As Doug is out traveling, he's on assignment, he's busy, he's here, he's there, he's going from state to state. So uh, today you're stuck with James and I for Friday's Finest, and we got a good show for you. We're going to touch a little bit on uh, the debate last night in South Florida, what I call the VP debate, the runner-up debate, right? I mean, uh, I don't know that any of these people um, really have an opportunity to be the nominee of the Republican Party, but they're auditioning for something, and we're going to talk a little bit about that to start the show. Maybe talk a little Country Music Awards last night in Nashville, um, and then uh, we're going to talk Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallions, Probably some Josh Dobbs, some Arthur Smith. He shaved his mustache this week. Some changes need to be made in Atlanta. And Arthur Smith uh, stepped up and took some leadership and and uh, got rid of some facial hair. So hopefully it's a it's a sign of uh, good change for if you're a Falcons fan. Um, and Doug and I are, and we'll talk a little bit with James about the, the game this past weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. The initial BCS rankings came out, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And we've got a really, really busy weekend coming up of, uh, of college football and pro football. So stick with us after the break, and we'll get started. Hey, everybody, you know about Legacy Precious Metals. Legacy Precious Metals, you hear from them. Uh, we talk once a month. We talk about Legacy Precious Metals, talking about precious metals being part of your portfolio, how they're your navigator. Well, now they're not only navigating in a new way, uh, they're actually giving you a new way to buy gold and silver. In fact, Legacy Precious Metals has put and developed a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or ship to your door. I'm more of a ship to my door kind of person. I enjoy having them uh, with me, and, but they can do it either way. And you can now do it online. It gives you real access to uh, a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time. Anytime you'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. This platform is free to sign up for. Just visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. 
Gold hedges against inflation and is against uh, and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but a different asset class. This platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with just a few clicks. Remember, do as I have done. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com and get started today. And now you've got a new tool to help you along in your investments. Hey everybody, it's MyPillow's 20th year anniversary and over 80 million MyPillows have been sold. Mike Lindell and My MyPillow wants to thank each of you and every one of you for giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You will receive a queen size MyPillow for $19.98. Regular price is $69.98 and just $10 more for a king size. You will receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is a time to try out something other than the amazing products that you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use the promo Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S, to receive this amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 800-986-3994. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty and 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. You know how I know that? Because I sleep on a MyPillow every night. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Collins, C-O-L-L-I-N-S, or call 800-986-3994 today. All right, welcome back. Friday's Finest. We are going to get started. And as always, uh, James joins us. James, what part of the country are you at today? I'm in good old Dallas right now. I'm still in Dallas. All right. So uh, before uh, um, before we talk a little bit about the debate last night, uh, talk to me a little bit about what the feeling is around Dallas and Irving and uh, what looked to be uh, uh, a really good first half by the Cowboys last weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, Dak put up great numbers, but uh, Cowboys couldn't couldn't pull through at the end of the day. The Philadelphia Eagles uh, ended up winning. But any moral victories in Dallas after that performance? Well, for the most part, people are still riding high here because of the Texans. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the, I'm sorry. The the Rangers. I just oh the Rangers. The Texans. The Texas Rangers. Uh, people are still hyped about the Rangers around here, which is good. I still see jerseys everywhere. You need that because one losing to the Eagles, as we all know. I'm I'm in New. I used to live in New Jersey, so when the Giants lost to the Eagles or the Cowboys, the entire city would shut down and we'd all mourn together. But here yeah. in Dallas, yeah, they're not thrilled. Um, I've heard, cause I, you know, I take walks around the neighborhood and stuff and you, you see people with their flags and, and you can tell that, that you hear the conversation <laughs> on the porch about it. Like, them, you know, Dak Prescott had two good games in a row and they couldn't get the W. And I'm like, you know what, man, like calm down. All right. It's not the end of the world. And then I thought back and I was like, you know, two weeks ago, I thought it was the end of the world for the Vikings. So maybe it is the end of the world when you lose to the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles are just a better football team. I know they say Dallas is more talented, but I don't believe that at all. <laughs> they have two guys that are more talented. Yeah. And that might be Micah Parsons and their left tackle, Zach Martin. Outside of that, name one. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, man, it, it – um, and I know we're, we're kind of starting – we're not supposed to start on the, on the, on the sports cares? sports trail, but it was last week's game. It's the only game from last week other than Miami and Atlanta that we're going to talk about a little bit. But I think the I think from watching that game, the big problem I saw with Dallas is it looked like Dallas played a really good football game. 
and Philadelphia really didn't, didn't bring their A game, you know, on Sunday. And Philly Correct. still ended up winning, which I don't know is a good sign for Dallas. But, you know, Dak showed up and played. He had good numbers. I think Two weeks in a row now. Two yeah, weeks in a row. Really Dak Prescott well. is going. But you know why? It's their red zone. It's the red zone issues. And we can get into this later. But that red zone area is like they're po- it's poison for them. They can't yeah. figure out if they should throw it, if they should run it. Should they run a trick play? They just – they literally don't know what to do when they get to the 20 yard line and in. It is insane. But let me reminds tell you up here. Watson, reminds me of watching our Atlanta Falcons and Tyler Heineke and Desmond Ritter and the boys. But before we get to that, yes. Um, yes. we're recording on Thursday as we, as we do uh, many times, not, not always, but um, we're recording on Thursday. And, and last night, James was a very busy night. You had, sure uh, you had a lot going on. You had, uh, as I mentioned before the break, you had the uh, Republican. I, I hesitate to call it a presidential debate, but it, that's what we called it. That's what the, the it, it was an NBC debate. That's what was on NBC. You had that. You had uh, right down the road in Hialeah, Florida. You had uh, President Trump doing some counter programming, um, and uh, he had a rally at what looked to be a high school there at Hialeah, and got the endorsement of Arkansas. Uh, uh, Governor uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who was his press secretary uh, for his first year, year and a half in his presidency. Um, and then he had the Country Music Awards. I was kind of, you know, going back and forth in between the uh, debate and the uh, the CMAs. Uh, I don't know, James, if you got a chance to watch any of the CMAs, but uh, um, country music today is not quite like it was when I was growing up. I, I, I probably watched more of the debate than I did the CMAs, but Winona Judd. Um, comes out for the first set with uh, Jelly Roll um, and um, really struggled physically. Looked like Jelly Roll needed to kind of keep her up. And uh, um, there was a lot of uh, discussion on on Twitter and social media channels on on her health. That was kind of a kind of a strange way to start the season. You know, uh, I always like watching shows like that because you get all these talented artists. And um, they're under one roof, and they all get to perform a set or two. Um, there was a nice little tribute to Jimmy Buffett as well. You know, he That's passed great. a few months ago, so it was good to see that. But um, back to the debate in in Miami. You know, the crazy thing about um, uh, about these series of debates, James, and this was the third debate in what is going to be a series of four or five. I think the next debate is going to be in Tuscaloosa, Alabama in three weeks. Um, And this was the third debate after they had uh, the first two debates pretty quickly and then took some time off in between the second and the the third. And then the standards uh, to meet that the RNC had the thresholds for the candidates to meet for this debate were a little bit higher than they were in the other two. It was uh, uh, this was the uh, smallest threshold of candidates that qualified for the debate. You had uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Uh, you had uh, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Vivek uh, Ramaswamy was on the stage as well. Um, for, for Florida Governor, excuse me, uh, Ron DeSantis. And uh, it was it was I mean, quite a Vivek Ramaswamy came out, came out swinging in kind of a bizarre way. <laughs> Yeah, he was. I heard somebody describe him like Mike Tyson early on. Yeah, just just full force, and everybody just didn't know what to do after that. Yeah, can I, can I, make, 
I think that's accurate, right? I mean, can uh, I make a quick thing? Because it is. Tell me I'm wrong about this, and I, I'm only bringing this to college football because I know you'll understand it. Uh, regardless of your of your politics aside, this doesn't matter. Doesn't it feel like Donald Trump <laughs> is a college football player who doesn't want to play the bowl game so he can get ready for the Super Bowl, yeah. so he can get ready for the draft? Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's so. just want like all the other players. They're like, I can win the Heisman. I can. Win. What is it? What does it matter? You're not going pro. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. only getting ready for the draft. He doesn't yeah, care about anything else. He's going to do his own workouts and his own thing, and he's going to try to basically just take the attention away from nonsense that he can. Sit. He's like, I'm not going to go in there, have them talk about my my court cases and all this stuff. And I'll just let them fight over nothing. And then when the debate, when it comes to it, I'll win anyway. He literally doesn't have to. He's just watching people fight. It's kind, yeah, of, it's kind of what he always dreamed of. Yeah. When the RNC had this vision, you know, a year ago, year and a half ago, I mean, the vision was, hey, we're going to take control of the debates because if 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 we take control of the debates, um, you know, then, um, you know, we're, we're going to decide the parameters and the rules and... <laughs> And who participate? We're not going to let the mainstream media do that. And I think that all sounded well and good about a year and a half ago. But I don't know that anybody thought um, uh, that Donald Trump would have a 45 to 55 point lead on his next closest competitor. And Without going to a debate. <laughs> yeah, that's what he has right now. So if you're Donald <laughs> Trump, it makes no sense to participate in any no. of this debates none the first round pick and, uh, doesn't have to play in the bowl game that's just that's, the way it works that's, that's exactly right and so it's uh you know that's why i said you know before the break it's it's kind of hard to call it a presidential debate because it it with a straight face you right now with the data that everybody's looking at james it, it's hard to say that anybody on that stage at least this cycle has an opportunity to be the nominee <laughs> they're fighting cycle. for cabinet spots Cabinet spots or, or maybe VP nominee, right? I mean, but I feel like the only one who could be VP would be Vivek. He's the only one who hasn't trashed him. He is, but I don't know if you're Donald Trump. I don't know what Vivek brings you that you don't already have. Yeah, he's a clone. He's very much doing the same thing, no doubt. And and if you're Donald Trump, James, you know, um, you're a very strong personality. Um, all, all these people really strong personalities, but Donald Trump's a unique personality. And, and, you know, one of the things that Mike Pence did well when he was vice president for Donald Trump is he was very comfortable in being number two. Vivek doesn't seem to me yeah. to be a guy that would be very comfortable being the number two. No, he would be, he would be a great like mouthpiece for him, but that's about it. But that's he doesn't need a it. mouthpiece. He's never really needed one. That's exactly right. So, you know, the news that came out, obviously, Vivek came out swinging and he uh, publicly calls for Ronna Romney McDaniel to resign from the stage, which I thought was a little awkward. Rank and file voters don't know who Ronna McDaniel is. Only, you know, big insiders. <laughs> that's that's um, correct. Yeah. And then, and then he takes a shot at Nikki Ailey's daughter for participating in TikTok, who I, I think he felt like... Yeah. Uh, I think he go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying that's a that's a weird choice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> going how old? I'm sorry because I don't know how old is Nikki Haley's daughter. Uh, you know, I I think she's uh, in her early to mid twenties. 
Oh, okay. So the age that people are on the internet. All right. Yeah, the no, age for sure. People are on the internet and the age that people are on the TikTok app. Of course, people are on TikTok. Adults are on TikTok, man. Adults think, are on TikTok. My wife come on, on man. That's, that, no, this is the thing. He's, he came out and he was like, I'm going to make some form of statement somehow, some way. Yeah. And he did. And we're all talking about it. So we're all talking. It's the one thing that's been talked about all day. But I did think it was interesting. We'll wrap up with this before we kind of get into what's going to be a busy weekend on the, on the gridiron. Um, but, uh, you know, this is the third debate. Vivek in the first debate was very aggressive. And I, I think he and, and his team felt like um, that uh, it didn't maybe go off as well for him as they had anticipated. Sure. So he spent the entire second debate really apologizing for his behavior in the first debate. And in the third debate, he looked a lot like he did in the first debate. So we'll see what happens in uh, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But the reality is, um, you know, the vision of what the RNC had for what these debates uh, were going to be is uh, is a little bit different than, uh, you know, for than, sure. than what than what turns out. Um, uh, college football this weekend. Uh, pro, actually, yeah, we'll start with college football before we get into pros. Yeah, we can do the pro later. Let's get yeah, into we'll it. do the pros later. College football this weekend. There's a game that really sticks out this weekend, and it's not the game that most people are probably thinking. It's not Penn State, Michigan, even though we're going to talk about that. It's not Georgia Ole Miss, even though we're, we're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. But the Rutgers-Iowa game is unique because Hell yeah. <laughs> it stands out as a game that has a line on the total points, James, of something we haven't seen since the year 2023 years. There's not been a game that has closed on the betting boards in Vegas um, as low as the uh, over-under is for that game. What I think is it, it opened at 30 points, James, and right now it's at 28 points. Iowa Rutgers is right now. So it opens in 30, and, and it goes down two points. People are betting the under. Uh, your thoughts on Rutgers-Iowa this weekend? So, oh, my God, what are the what are the odds for each? You know, I, I think right now it's at minus 110 for both. So it's evened out pretty well. Yeah, okay. Because um, I was going to say, like, oh, man, 28 points. Yeah. <laughs> That's two touchdowns a pop. Oh, yeah. You, and, you, and it's that's not a game. Three it's not a game that's supposed to be forecast in a blizzard or, you know, or – or. I understand their defenses play well. They've played well. I mean, they hung him with – like you said, I think it was you last week who said it should count as a as a moral victory for them hanging with Ohio State for the first half. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, that's two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, it's insane. DraftKings, DraftKings, and and Caesars are reporting that as of as of this morning, and as as we said, we're recording on Thursday. Eighty percent of the money that had been wagered on the total this week was on the under. So even with a historic low number, I mean, four out of every five dollars. Give me one thing on the under, and you know what happens, James, when eighty percent of the money in Vegas goes in one direction. Yeah, you bet on the other direction. <laughs> you go the other direction. You know, you go the other direction. So can you bet? Uh, you're in it. You're uh, you're in Georgia. You can you bet in Georgia? Uh, I I can bet in Georgia, but I well, have I mean to legally, be, I have to be creative about it. 
Ah, okay. Now I'm curious because I don't know what states like. I know Texas doesn't have it. It's really annoying because not. I, I mean, first of all, it's a good thing I live here because in New Jersey I went broke. But uh, <laughs> no. But in all seriousness, like it is. It for, we could get into that anytime you'd want to. How ridiculous it is that every state doesn't have it. But um, yeah, that's the craziest. I mean, you got to bet the over. You got to smash the over. You got to break it. You get, but yeah, if, if the odds were better, it would make I think that yeah. more people would do it. But you, they're only giving you minus one ten. What's the point? Yeah, Craig Craig Mucklow, who is a a longtime Las Vegas uh, sports handicapper, I think right now he was with Caesar Sportsbook. He said, you know, I looked through my database and I couldn't find another number in the twenties for the last fifteen years. That's insane. Uh, and he, he said what he did find though in his research was over – this is just college football games. This doesn't include the NFL. Sure. I did find over 1,500 games just over the last five years that had higher first-half total lines than 28. <laughs> I mean, think That's about funny. that for a second. Yeah, because college insane. football defenses are impossible. Um, 1,500 games in the last 15 years that had higher first half lines than 28. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's Rutgers, uh, Rutgers, Iowa. And so, um, I'm going to put a little bit of money, not, not tons. Okay. Quick question. What'll be a better game? Rutgers, Iowa or tonight, which I know the other way are tomorrow (laughs) bears Carolina. I'm pretty sure nobody's going to watch on which one, which one? I said, which one's going to be a better game, the Rutgers-Iowa game or the uh, the Bears and the Panthers tonight? Oh, oh, wow. That's, man, they've, that's... Done, they've done pretty well for Thursday night football games, but that they should have burned that. They should have just yeah. said we're not doing it. Yeah, uh, what are we uh, – both of those teams are, what, 14 games into their season? Or, They're, excuse me, no, 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 15. Nine, uh, nine, nine yeah. It's, yeah, so they have 14 losses between them. And three wins between them. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> not a very attractive game. But, you know, that, that's the, that one I would bet the under. That's, that's the game. That's a 38 and a half. And, you know, even though it's not an attractive game, since it's the only game on on the docket, although there's, a good, there's a good college football game this week, too. Uh, sure. I say good college football game. I mean, it's Louisville, Virginia, so the game itself is is not good. But, you know, this is – it used to be they had a lot of Power 5 teams playing in college football on, on Thursday night. And uh, usually it's been mid-majors the last few years, though. Yeah, I was just going to say, it used to be better. I don't remember yeah. recently wanting to throw on a game. That's right. That's right. But now you got you got Louisville, which is very quietly eight and one, five and one in the ACC. They are eleven. They're ranked eleventh right now ranked, on both AP and college football rankings. Yeah, and they've they've quietly only gotten uh, they only have one loss, and uh, they're eleven in the BCS rankings. So let's uh, let's kind of pivot there because I had that on my list of things yeah. Let's talk to about it. Discuss, but. First college football rankings come out, and the uh, the first thing that really kind of struck me, um, James, is is not really what's happening at the at the top because it's not a surprise that Ohio State and Georgia ended up one two, and it, it doesn't really matter right now in 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 what uh, sequence they're one two Ohio State one Georgia two. To me, it doesn't really matter who's. Yeah you know, who's where, because both of those teams, including Michigan, Florida State, they all control their own destinies. But there's other teams in, in that, you know, in that too. I mean, 
you know, the, the list of teams right now, I mean, here we are the 9th, 10th, 11th of November and the list of teams right now that have are undefeated or have one loss goes 11 deep with Louisville. So your thoughts on the first BCS, uh, BCS rankings that came out last week. Can I ask an honest question? Of course. Has Washington not beat better teams in Florida State? Is that what the difference is here? Man, that's a good that's a good question. I think they are separated by fractions of a percentage point. Right, and I think uh, yeah, that has to be it. Has to be something like that. I'm not because I don't care about Florida State. I have been a lot more interested in Washington. I genuinely, and I mean this so seriously, because I know this is Doug's thing. He's not a fan of Caleb Williams. I have never felt worse for a player. Oh, in recent memory, watching him go out there and put up almost 50 points and he still couldn't win. And then they yeah. fired their defensive coordinator when they should have done that three, four weeks ago. Yeah, they really should have. Caleb Williams is an exceptional talent at quarterback. He checks all the boxes. I just don't understand what Doug, what beef Doug has with Caleb Williams. But Caleb Williams doesn't play defense. And the reality is Southern California has one of the worst defenses in college football. It's horrendous. I've ever seen. Horrendous. I, I can't remember a time. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Maybe there was a – maybe it was an LSU team. I don't remember. I just remember – I can't remember a time where – the best quarterback in college football on a daily basis is having no choice but to go out every single time and put up numbers. And he comes out pretty quick because the drives end because they're giving up long touches. It's not like it's just like oh, 40 yeah, minutes yeah. the ball and then he gets it back. Yeah, he keeps yeah. getting the ball back. That offensive yeah. line's got to be tired. The receiver's got to be tired. That defense gives up the touchdown. Go right back to Caleb. Caleb scores. They give up another touchdown. I can't remember a time I've seen this where the quarterback is exhausted and and put up that many touchdowns. Like he should once you put up four touchdowns, you should be pretty safe. Yeah. And he's never safe. Here's how bad it is. Here's how bad their defense is. I think Southern Cal is averaging 41 points a game. And that's an average, right? So yeah. there's been games when they've been in the 50s, 60s, and maybe it's higher than that. I don't even know, but you know, they're a 15-point underdog this weekend at Oregon. And Oregon's an incredible football team. And I think, you know, Oregon's 8-1. and one. I think they have a great chance at making it to the uh, – Making it to the um, uh, to the playoffs, and you know, uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix right now are running one two and in, in Heisman odds. But I mean, for a team that's averaging 41, 42 points a game to be a fifteen point underdog to anybody, what does that tell you about their defense? Well, uh, uh, Chip, you know much more about college football than I do. <laughs> They're putting up forty. <laughs> 45 point, 43.5 points a game, it says on their on their website. Yeah. 45.5. Do you know how much they're giving up? 34.5. Uh, I, I, I can't fathom that. I, I, would, 30, I would think it would be 30-something points. 34.5. A game. Unbelievable. A game. Oregon's going to put up 100. And, and look, I think Oregon is probably the top-scoring offense in college football yeah. The second you're gonna put up 70 points is about a minimum this week and so you know that average is gonna go high oh nix is about to get his uh his uh heisman this weekend yes he is because yes. as much as i want it to be michael Penix, um and i would have accepted caleb but he can't uh, it's just not gonna happen now um 
Bo Nix is going to get his eyes in this weekend and put up about five, six touchdowns. And you got to just, you got, if you're Michael Penix, you just got to pray that you get a, you, you have right. a good game. That's, that's exactly right. And, and Penix though, even the Washington's nine and oh, I mean, their body of work, you know, I think at the end of the season might look a lot like Florida state's is, but you know, they got right. three games left and two of them are tough games. Two of them are against top 25 teams. I think Utah and Oregon state, they play Utah this weekend. They play Oregon State after that. They they oh they play Utah this weekend. That's gonna yeah, be that's yeah. gonna actually be a great game. It could be a really 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 good game. Oregon so, State's uh, twelve. I didn't even realize that. So they play a yeah. thirteen and a twelve, and then they obviously play on rank. But that's Washington State. We all know how those games go, regardless. Yeah. So um, it, yeah, I, wow. think play, I think it always ends up it always ends up playing themselves out. The one thing we don't know though the. One one thing we well one thing we know for certain, James, is you know these BCS rankings when they're in week one or week two, and we're looking at it and we're thinking, oh gosh, you know, I mean Washington's five. How can you leave them out? The reality is there are probably at least ten teams that control their own destiny. Um, maybe even eleven. Although Louisville, I don't know that I'd put them necessarily in that category. They finished with Miami and Kentucky. It's no. hard to believe they'd run the table and go eleven and one, but it's but it's possible. Penn State, who's ten, is eight and one. They play Michigan this weekend, so you know they probably control their own destiny too. Let's talk about that Penn State Michigan game, and and the one thing we don't know is, um, you know, uh, we, we know that Michigan's a really good football team. They're number three in the BCS, and we know they have one of the best defenses, certainly have the best defense in the Big Ten, maybe one of the best defenses in college football. But this Jim Harbaugh, Connor Stallion situation is just fascinating because um, adjudication at the NCAA level for infractions, you know, usually takes years, James. It takes right. years. You know, but this one's a little bit different, right? I mean, uh, you know, this kind of, this one kind of broke uh, after the season began, kind of around week three or four. Um, it's pretty obvious right now the rules were broken. Uh, you have videotape evidence of it. Um, you know, we, we, we now know that, you know, Connor Stallions was purchasing tickets, um, really low-level tickets to – a lot of Michigan's opponents' games and stealing, you know, stealing their signs. We know that uh, we know that Ryan Day's brother is a private investigator. You know, um, you know he's uh, he's investigated. Uh, you know, he kind of broke broke. You know, was responsible. Now mm-hmm. we think we're kind of breaking the story. And so, you know, look, Jim Harbaugh's come out and said I knew nothing about it, but the NCAA has made it very clear. And and the Big Ten has as well through the sportsmanship clause in their in their um, in their their conference bylaws that you know it doesn't really matter and 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 the conference and the NCAA they don't need to prove that Jim Harbaugh knew or had or didn't know of something like this and so uh, you know uh, it it certainly looked like at the beginning of the week they were on a fast track to render judgment against Jim Harbaugh and maybe suspend him for the final three regular season games so that he would be eligible to coach in, in the postseason. But, you know, they presented their findings to the university and the university's lawyers at Michigan gave a, a 10 page response yesterday that they are fighting this and that they do not want Jim Harbaugh 
uh, to be suspended for these final regular three regular season games. But, you know, don't you think if Michigan runs the table, which is clearly a possibility and ends up in the uh, uh, ends up in the college football playoffs and they certainly have the talent to do it. What does the NCAA do then with the college football playoff that would include the Michigan Wolverines? Do you do you uh, do you allow Jim Harbaugh to coach in those games, or do you send a message that what you know their universe their program did was wrong, and um, and do you suspend him and let somebody else coach? I don't I don't think there's a good answer here. This certainly reminds me of uh, it's probably like I don't you know what I don't even want to give a number, but I'm assuming it's around eight years ago, six seven years ago. When Rick Pitino got in trouble, uh, the Louisville Cardinals had the prostitute scandal or whatever it was, uh, and he didn't know, apparently. I always thought Rick Pitino knew. I always assume he always knows he looks like the sketchiest human being who's ever lived. Uh, but but he didn't know, right? Let's say he didn't know, but it's still in his wheelhouse. It's his. If you run, If you're the CEO of a company – and somebody screws around under you, it's still you're you're liable for it. In this scenario, in this scenario though, what purpose would this guy have to cheat that isn't a directive of someone directly under Jim Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh himself? It you don't do that like if you were to bring this to Jim Harbaugh and he was an honest guy or whatever, he'd be like, get this out of my face, no chance. I'm not getting screwed for this. You can't do this on your own. If he's not, he directed him to do so. That's the answer. It's and I know you're right. If this is they are praying that Penn State wins this game because they can have an excuse to say no, they don't deserve it. Uh, they're looking for any reason that Michigan stumbles. They're praying they stumble. I feel bad for the kids because they didn't do this, and I always hate that it's them that gets screwed. We'll, we'll wrap up real quick as we're 40 minutes into this and and, uh, and our time has flown by. But there's only three games this week in the NFL. Um, uh, only three games with winning teams facing each other. Um, the game that I think is most compelling, most compelling, is a uh, game going to be down in Jacksonville this weekend. The Jags coming off of their bye week. Uh, the 6-2 and two Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be facing these sudden, suddenly struggling San Francisco 49ers who are 5-3. and three. They've lost three games in a row. Is it very realistic? I mean, is it possible? Of course it's possible. But is it realistic? I mean, um, um, the 49ers are a favorite there, which I thought was, you know, interesting. I was probably thinking about taking the 49ers. It's, it's in, in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville. Oh no, that's that that I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah, man, it's it, it's also but you know, it it could uh it's also hard to believe that they could lose four games in a row as good as their defense is. And you know, three weeks ago this team was five and oh and undefeated, and they looked like they were sailing their way into the postseason. And now if you lose this game, all of a sudden For you're sure. five and four. And now you got to worry about making the playoffs. And they they see that uh, Debo Samuel's been practicing all week, so he might be back. Trent Williams is a possibility, but I, I don't feel like the Jaguars are getting any respect here. And you know, if if I could see the line being a pick'em, but San Francisco minus three on the road at Jacksonville—that's a four-hour and fifteen-minute flight. Yeah, that's that's super disrespectful. 
That is the most disrespectful line, and we talked about yes. Iowa Rutgers earlier yes. today. Uh, the only <laughs> other uh, other game, real quick: Baltimore minus six and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. The five and three, five and three Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson back with them, but you know it's uh, it, right now. It's it's uh, Baltimore's kind of. I love this matchup. Great matchup. Yeah, best defense in the league versus possibly the best offense in the league. That's a good. That's a great matchup. I'm going to buy the half point up. Take uh, and I'm going to take Cleveland plus seven. I just think that 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 game is a game that Cleveland could win with Deshaun being back too, and and I like it being within a touchdown. Do you want to guess the only other game? We're going to wrap up with this. Do you want to guess the only other game on the NFL docket featuring? Winning teams. I already know what it is because I've seen you the schedule a thousand times, and that's the Vikings and the Saints. The Vikings. I already know what it is. It's Vikings the Vikings and Saints. And the Saints. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I know Minnesota's got a winning record because they came into Atlanta at four and four and and won. I was surprised to right. realize that New Orleans have a winning record too. What's going to happen on Sunday now? Josh that's because they just keep going. getting away with it. What's that? Sorry, you. You said his name wrong. It's uh, MVP candidate Josh Jobs. I think you need to make sure we get that right every time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, how, do you, how, do you, uh, how do you handicap that game after the after the roller coaster of emotions that the team had to have after their back? That, that's a that's game? a give. That's a toss up game. Probably, yeah. I think most people would call it a toss up. I I would say. The advantage is to New Orleans in the fact that it's in New Orleans. Am I wrong? No, it's actually up at U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, and so it's the second. It's oh, the second. And Vikings game. by seven. Never mind. Yeah. Vikings. Vikings by seven. No question. Absolutely. Well, we're going to you know, our defense is playing you know, great. We're taking out Derek Carr. You know what the line is for that game? Kind of surprised me, James. New Orleans minus three. New Orleans minus three. So, you know. So. Oh, is that so? So the disrespect. So really what they're saying is minus six. That's right. That's right. They're really saying minus six. Okay. I'll take it. That's cool. You the know, Vikings have handled disrespect before. No respect this week at all. 100%. Vikings are winning. No respect at all this week. We are the Rodney Dangerfield of the NFL. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot for one more. We're going to close up with this. Um, James, I know, uh, you know, I know you, you, uh, you might not necessarily be a betting man, but I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to say, how many points do you think will be scored in the Rutgers Iowa game this week? 41. Woo, 41. I was going to say 38 and I thought that was going to be high, but you got 41 either way, both of us. And it's going to Rutgers. Yeah. And they'll be, they'll be a special. Yeah, there'll be a special teams or a defensive score in here, and and they'll they'll probably be some points early. I think the first half line, I don't know what it is, probably a little less than half of that, maybe right at half of that, we'll probably end up hitting. But James, we've gone over our time again, which always happens when uh, we get to uh, we get to guest host this. So uh, I will give you the last word before I say goodbye to everybody, and um, and uh, let you. Uh, give the audience whatever thoughts that you want to give on uh, Friday, fun day, heading into what we know will be a busy week. Oh, yeah. Listen, um, bet the over 
in the uh in the Rutgers game and do not count out the Vikings yet uh because the Pasternot and the rest of that team are going to the playoffs as we are in a playoff position right now also to the Jaguar fans that are being disrespected that I'm finding out about right now you make sure you show up in 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 Jacksonville and you go for it because they're going to need you because San Francisco is coming on a three-game losing streak. Go for it. Anyway, the floor is yours, Chip. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, man, I'm, I I think Jacksonville's getting disrespected, too. You're talking about a team that's also – I mean, their body clocks are playing. It's tough. It's tough to go from east to west or west to east when you're uh, when you got a three-hour time difference on football. I suppose the West Coast teams are a little bit used to it. But, man, I tell you what, timing, too, with Debo Samuel coming back – um uh i'm i'm with you i think that game is is uh is close but it could be within a field goal and that way it'll be a push guys thanks for joining us thanks for listening this week uh but uh doug will be back next week and james next week we're going to make him answer to what happened at uh, mercedes-benz stadium on uh on uh this past sunday and you'll you'll get a chance to have that. you'll get a chance to have that discussion with him but thanks everybody for joining us man have a great weekend and we'll catch you next week on the doug collins podcast all right, everybody, we're back again another time to talk uh, with our friend Charles at Legacy Precious Metals. Charles, uh, I mean, this time of the year, it's in the fall time of the year, it's become a regular occurrence of CR, shutdowns, threats of shutdowns, everything else. Um, and it leads to what is interesting for me, and I'm going to throw this out there for you, for those who are looking at your investment portfolios, Wall Street seems to have, over the last few years, sort of built in this kind of chaos. Uh, you're from the metals perspective. Do you see the metals sort of building in the same kind of perspective or are they, how do they take things like this? We are beginning to see a, a natural built-in season where we expect shutdowns. Um, That's uh, it's, it's a horrible thing to say. And every time it comes out of my mouth and I hear it, it makes me cringe inside um, because it's never been more prevalent than right now. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, we, we begin to say, okay, here's this period of time where there's going to be some unknown. Uh, and, and, you know, you see the price of metals usually move up pretty strongly with that because that's part of what metals do. It's mm-hmm. protection against the unknown. It's insurance. And a government shutdown is the unknown, right? We don't know what they're going to say. Okay, you continue to work and we'll pay you back later. You go home. It, it really turns into this... Um, obstacle of how do we how do we cobble enough services to maintain a functioning nation while we're in this shutdown because we can't just turn everything off so what needs to stay and who who gets to work without a paycheck and then we'll say ah don't worry we'll we'll pay you back later which is unfair for for these people to have to do most of them are in a position where they understand that and they do it because you know they're patriotic. I'm going to say it. it's not just the job. They believe in America, but it's right. an unfair thing. Isn't this a way to look at it, though, uh, Charles, as we think about investing really in an overall perspective, but especially metals and other things, is that we're doing this, you you, you investigate, you look, and you uh, uh, decide what to do, no matter what the investment is, but it's not an overnight quick you know, get rich quick kind of thing. This doesn't this play into the idea that you need to look at the long term. Absolutely. And and I would even say, thank goodness it's not a get rich quick scheme. Because when something 
is a regular investment and it takes time to really see the benefits. It's a long-term thing. It gives you a longer opportunity to continue to invest in it, mm -hmm. right? That, that length of growth is also the ability to have an investment that's worth having that you don't miss the window on. And right. that's important. We, we, uh, we need to know that we have a place to put money for the next 10, 15 years if that's where our investment parameters are. Right. If, if, if it was get rich quick, if you didn't hit the window right, you're out. There is yep. no protection. And that doesn't help anybody. Uh, we, I mean, the great part for all the Doug Collins podcast listeners and the great friend that uh, we've had with in the relationship we've had with Legacy Precious Metals. Again, do all your homework, do everything that you need to do. But we're just, you know, we're we're saying, hey, here's an option. One of the things we've not talked about in a while, Charles, is just really where the state of pricing on metals is right now. Um, we talk about the stock market going up and stock market going down. Um, metals are similar. I mean, I've been watching it as well. I'm, a, I'm, uh, you know, I've, I will tell everyone I'm a customer of yours as well. So, I mean, I look at it. Um, it does go up and down though, doesn't it? Absolutely. As it's supposed to. Right. It, without fluctuation, you don't have a live investment. Right. You need a live investment. You, you need a marketplace, right? When you're ready to buy, you want to be able to buy it. When you want to sell, you want to be able to sell it. That requires a marketplace. Anything that is active with a marketplace is going to have fluctuations. That's sign of health. Okay. So yes, it will go up and down and we don't do this for where it's going to be today or tomorrow. Quick question for you. Do you know where gold was last year at this date? No, you got it. <laughs> I knew that's that why, I would. That's why we come to you, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew that I would. And, and this is okay because this is what happens, right? Once you buy the gold, you quit really monitoring it on the day to day. But gold was at $1,650 an ounce. We're at $1,900 an ounce right now. Wow. But that's its job. Yep. And that's what happens when you get protection. When the fear gets removed, you don't have to watch and monitor everything. You can go on to focus on other things. And that's the great thing about an investment in precious metals. It gives you that opportunity. Well, the best investment when I was a kid, Charles, I was working at my first job in, at the uh, – grocery store and they had a uh where you could put it into a savings account you could put it into a, and it was drawn out of your check and and I, and it was you know five or ten dollars and i never missed it because i never had it right and, and so and so sometimes i think investments i'm not saying that you you don't miss it or anything else but you always invest with money that you have not money you hope to have and and, and you look at that but again once you invest it you just sort of leave it there because that's the 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 power of that long term you know look no matter what investments you make gold silver platinum all these are not any different than that correct correct and it's a great way to look at it it's like those old double e series bonds you you bought them at a discount you held them to maturity and they were worth the face value you just did it every time you got paid every time you had some money you bought some same thing you put your money in, and what it does at the end of, of your investment parameter, you've protected your purchasing power. Yeah. So what can we get? Yeah, it reminds me of my dad. My God bless my dad. I still have him. He's uh, he's eighty five now. He's a, he took out an insurance policy on my brother and I year. I mean years ago. <laughs> he still pays ten dollars. I mean this thing's and it's it's just amazing because that's something he wants to do. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, that we'll have that, that little bit of money as we go forward. But, you know, uh, look, folks, you're out there, you're looking at your investments, you're looking at the shutdowns, you're looking at everything else. Again, think long-term, think for yourself, get good advice. The best advice I've ever had in the world, and I'll share this with you, with, with you, the listeners on this podcast, with Charles Well. I've had two things I've never, even though I am an attorney, I still 
uh, the two things I never skimp on is good attorney, good legal advice and good accounting advice. The other mm -hmm. thing you never skimp on is good investment advice. And that's what you need to find. Go out and do your homework and do that. That's why Legacy Precious Metals has been a uh, great partner with this show. It's one that I'm glad to have Charles come on and talk about the markets. And then we let you make the decision. They've got a great online port platform. You can do own trading. Once you set up your own account, you don't even have to talk to them if you don't want to. But they're <laughs> always there for you. Charles, you're just the best. We appreciate you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Always my pleasure as always. Thank you, sir.